Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk, everyone. I am really honored to be speaking to our guest today. There's not too many opportunities in life when I get the chance to speak to a centenarian, and I hope I said that correctly. And today we're speaking to Margaret Bolger. She's 100 years old, and she's on dialysis, and I've heard the spunk in her voice, and her daughter Mary Shields is with us today. So we're here to listen and learn about the secrets to a long, happy life. So welcome to the program, Margaret and Mary. Thank you. Thank you. So, Margaret, tell me when you were first diagnosed with kidney disease. The first one was in the 1990s. 1990? Yes, and that time they removed the right kidney. Oh, real? Did they have? Did they find cancer or something with it or some kind of problem? It was cancer. Oh, wow. So they removed that kidney in 1990, which is 26 years ago. And then... Were you just fine until the other kidney started to putter out? Yes, and then the doctor said it was caused by old age. Old age, it just, your your body was out living your kidney. And so how old were you when you heard that news? 96. 96. Yes. And so you decided to, well, obviously, um, you can't get a transplant if you're a certain age. So dialysis was your only treatment option. Yes. Well, at that time, the doctor said that I had a choice to have a dialysis or prepare for uh, end-of-life care. I know. That's such a, uh, isn't that a weird discussion? doesn't matter what age you are. I have a, uh, I need to have an ankle replacement in my future. And I had a doctor tell me, he goes, well, how long do you think you'll live? Do you think you'll really need it? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, wait, how, how do you answer that? You know, how long do you think you'll live? So when did you start dialysis? Uh, oh, 2012. What was that like? Because I know that it's, you know, it's difficult, number one, but also did you find any complications when you started or was it just pretty much as planned? No, I was a little bit leery about the first one, but I, I've i gotten so used to it that it doesn't bother me at all. I really don't mind it. So do you go three times a week? No, I, go, I did start with three times, and the doctor said my blood and everything was doing real good. I could go two days a week now. Oh, that's wonderful. And so how long do you dialyze for? Uh, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours, and are you on any diet restrictions? No, no. Uh, that's that's lucky. You don't have to worry about managing any type of potassium or fluids, or do you just naturally eat the renal, you know, eat enough where you don't have to worry about that? I like the way they keep track of all that. They, tell, they can tell me, you know, how I'm doing, and, and they're very uh, supportive of that, that uh, dialysis group. Well, that's important because, you know, if you have to go somewhere three times a week, it's important to have. And you desi- you, you dialyze at Fresenius Medical Care, right? You, this is part of their Thrive On 
um, storytelling of people who are amazing that dialyze in their facilities. And I'm so grateful for them um, sharing your story so we could have the opportunity to broadcast it a little bit more. What do the other people in dialysis think when they hear you're 100 years old? They think it's pretty wonderful. And I, we enjoy each other. I mean, uh, everybody is so happy that you wouldn't think it was a place you go to for their help like this. I really don't even think of it that way anymore. I just think of it as something I have to do. And, you know, that's probably what's served you so well. I'm not a, I'm not a therapist, but I'm guessing here is that, you know, you just accept part of just being happy in life is just accepting what you have to do and not overthinking it. And I think I could probably learn from that a little bit. You just do what you got to do and enjoy life. Yeah, I think uh, each person must decide for themselves what they're willing to do. For me, the decision is easy. I look forward to my future as long as that may be. And if there's any secret to a long life, I'd say hard work, love of family, and love of God. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And and how many children do you have? I have six. One of them is deceased. Oh, I'm sorry. And and Mary is there. Now, is Mary, is um, you're on the phone, right, Mary? Yes, I am. So tell us a little bit about what you see in your mom and how it's inspired you to live the life that you, I mean, 100 years old and have such a great attitude. I'm so impressed. Well, I think that's the key. You know, if I, I don't think I'd want to be 100 years old if I, you know, couldn't uh, enjoy life and do the things I wanted to do. But she moved in with us about 15 years ago, and um, we got her to um, a really good nephrologist, and um, he's just been wonderful. And he encouraged her to do the fistula um, when her kidneys started to fail. And it was, um, everybody in the family kind of thought, oh, my goodness, she's 90, 95, 96 years old. Why do we want to put her through all this? And she just said, well, I'm not ready to die. I, I'm ready to whatever it takes. And so we went ahead with the fistula because it was going to take a few months to mature. And so um, she did, and by the time it was matured, it was time for her to, to start dialysis. Gosh, the, the place where she goes, they're so uh, supportive, and they make it a fun experience. She, they're always joking around with her, and and threw her a big party at when she turned 100, and, you know, she looks forward to going. And she still travels when she can, uh, as a sister in Arizona, and uh, she goes out there, and she has friends there, and she's able to do our dialysis there. And uh, we have a granddaughter in Texas, and we go visit her, and she does her dialysis there. And it's just, it hasn't stopped her. She's, we call her her our Energizer Bunny. She just keeps going and going. You know, you think of some of the obstacles you have, and it sounds like she doesn't think of anything as an obstacle. And I think one of the keys that has is is causing her to do so well right now, and it's so amazing that her nephrologist was able to uh, make this happen. And she agreed was to get a fistula because. A lot of people wait till the last minute when they have to go on dialysis, and if they have a catheter put in, it really increases the chances of, of mortality. 
because of that infection source. And the fact that she has a working fistula, I'm sure, allows her to not have any complications. Have you have you seen other patients that have had problems and she doesn't? Yes, I've, I've seen at dialysis, you know, a lot of the patients um, have catheters and are just, you know, struggling each time. And you know, some of them have infections, and we just didn't want her to deal with that on top of the dialysis. So um, we, we opted to go with the fistula, and she has occasions when we, they have to go in and, you know, and, and make sure it's open and functioning, but it's, you know, it takes, you know, a half an hour, and it's not a, not a big issue. So it's, it's worked really well for her. Well, in closing, I want to just express that it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you, both of you, Margaret and Mary. And Margaret, maybe you could just close with what qualities you see in the Fresenius team there that makes dialysis so much easier. Because you talk about the units fun and what do they do? Can you give us any examples? One thing, everybody's on dialysis there. And so we're all sitting in the same situation and I I don't see too many people there that you know that worry about it but but the staff is just absolutely wonderful. And do you think it's because they all get along and they just you know they love their job? I mean I I, I guess you know we've all encountered healthcare professionals in different capacities be in the hospital and it's really wonderful when you have a team that actually loves what they do because it makes our life so much easier and it reduces anxiety. <laughs> um, and uh, you're not worried about them caring for you, which means you can relax during the treatment. No, I, I don't worry about it. Um, you know, they make me feel like this is not a place to be to feel bad. This is a place to feel good, and that's what they do. They make you feel good. Well, that's just wonderful. What would you want to buy all of your staff members if you were Oprah for a day? <laughs> I, I usually try to, if there's something, one of them has a birthday, I usually buy a birthday cake for all of them. And, and uh, it, it's just a fun place that, for me anymore. Well, it is. It's, it's so wonderful to remind healthcare professionals that they make a difference in our lives. Because right. it's... You know, we often think, wow, you know, they're not doing this or they're not doing that for us or this. And it's a difficult job and they need to be reminded that they're valued and what they do is noble. I mean, they're saving our lives. They're saving other peers' lives. And it's important to recognize that and let them know that so um, that they'll continue to provide good care and be excited about their job. That's right. And that's what they are. They're they're excited, and they greet everyone with a smile when they come in in the morning and always joking about something. That is the secret right there, is that they love their job, they're happy with each other, and then they help um, their patients feel part of. So um, thank you, Margaret, for sharing your incredible story of being 100 years old and uh, Mary for the work of helping care and, you know, support. Um, we all need support in our lives to, to live with anything. And I look forward to celebrating your 105th birthday. Will you be back on when you're 105? Well, you know, I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a, de- it's a date. 
I must tell you, I I have very good care right here in this house. Uh, I I just feel like I I'm in heaven here with them. I mean, everything is so wonderful. You are so full of gratitude, and gratitude is is the best attribute anybody can have. You know, the secret of happiness is feeling appreciated, and when you're grateful for someone else. You make them feel happy, so they in turn make you feel happy. So, well, you've made me happy today, Margaret, and I'm, I'm going to be 50 this summer, and I'm half your age, and I can't wait to make it another 50 years, and now I know it's possible because I've spoken to you. Sure you can. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.